I'm with Robert Hicks today. Robert, I know that 65 years ago you discovered the Bible and it has become very precious to you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, and hello to everybody. Uh, a big hello to everybody this year, of course. Um, it was 65 years ago and I wouldn't want people to think that because I discovered the Bible, I haven't lived a life. I've got five children and 14, 15 grandchildren and one great-grandchild. And I've had two kinds of work. My first work was in retailing and my second has been in publishing. So I'm a businessman as well. 65 years ago, a set of circumstances, which I'm not going to talk about, was set in motion and I discovered a 1611 Bible. It was all typesetting from the Victorian period, but the actual translation went back to 1611. It's known affectionately as the King James Bible or the Authorised Bible. And I set about copying it out by hand to overcome some difficulties they had with speech and with reading. What I discovered, which was to me quite amazing, is the fact that it was more than an ordinary book. This was the most extraordinary book that I had come across. And constantly I felt God was speaking to it. And, and I began to understand little bits of it as I wrote it out. The first book I did was Genesis. Then I went on to Exodus and decided to do the New Testament at the same time. So I did Matthew. So Matthew's Gospel has remained with me one of the most precious documents I've ever read from 2,000 years ago. And in the beginning of this chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus has introduced us in the first chapter with five or six titles or names. It's called, for instance, the Christ, Jesus, Emmanuel. Those are the three big ones, of course. He's also called the King. He's also called that he'd been brought up and he was known as the Nazarite. And then he says he was God's son, the son that was called out of Egypt when he was a child with his parents. These are very important names and titles. In every one of them, out of the 130 billion people that have been born on this planet, there's only been one Christ, one real Christ the Christ. There's only been the one Jesus, and so on. And I want to talk to you, if I can, and share with you one or two reflections on the first chapter of Matthew. As you read the first chapter of Matthew, it's full of a family tree. And the family tree starts with Abraham, and it goes a thousand years, and pauses with David. Then it goes 500 years, and pauses with Babylon, and then another 500 years, and it stops with Christ. Now, what people knew about Abraham is that he was a righteous man. That is what stands out in his life. It was by faith, of course, but he was a righteous man. What stands out about David is that God was very gracious to him. He forgave him sins, small sins and big sins, whopping sins, murder, adultery, premeditated murder and adultery. He cries out, blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. Blessed is the man whose sins are taken away. So we have the righteousness of Abraham 
and we have the grace of David. Why Babylon? Babylon was judgment. Judgment in those days was on a nation. An entire nation was judged and judged by being taken away 400 miles, 500 miles if they went the not safe route, but a thousand miles if they went the difficult route. And there they were in bondage and they were under the penalty of their own wrongdoing. The prophets of the Old Testament said again and again, the reason why you're going into bondage is because of your sin. Not only sin against God, but sin against each other. The world uh, turned in on itself in those days. Jesus, interestingly, was known as the righteous man. He was known as the man of grace. But he was also known as the man who proclaimed judgment many, many times. Those three elements were fused in Jesus. And this is what happened. And this is something that is that is glorious. He dealt with judgment himself in his own body on the tree, on the cross. The time came for the cross, and what did he deal with? Sin. He wanted to get rid of sin so it didn't become a barrier between man and God. What is it about Jesus that stands out as you read your Bible? What stands out is this. That Jesus not only is the fulfillment of grace and righteousness and hope and dreams, meditations, anticipations, guarantees from the past, all of them finding themselves in Jesus. He is also the one who brings to us grace in all of those. But it doesn't stop there. If, if the grace and if the justice, the righteousness stopped there, we wouldn't have a future. But we have a future that's beyond death. And why you won't sin ever again when you go to glory, if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Saviour and your Lord, if you do that, you'll never sin. Why? Because it is ruled by grace and righteousness. There is no temptation in glory. There's no presence of sin in glory. It is impossible for you to ever sin again. Now just think of it. All the joys of never sinning again forever and ever and ever from age to age to age, which is what eternity is made of. So the word Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the person who is the fulfillment of righteousness and grace and judgment takes us into the eternal. Let me finish with a very little story. Um, we have a friend, or had a friend, called Nell. Nell was a Roman Catholic. She was a small lady, a lovely lady. And when we had our Bible studies here at home for the neighbours, she came along. And one day she rang up my wife, Annabelle, and she said to Annabelle, I want to read a Bible for Christmas. What Nell didn't know, that at that time she had cancer. She didn't know it. Anyway, through Annabelle and myself, we was able to get her a Bible. I didn't think she would read it over Christmas, but she read all the way through the Bible over Christmas. And she didn't realise that she walked her way into heaven. She accepted the truths of the Bible 
and found herself after a period of cancer in glory. We need never be afraid of a virus. We need never be afraid of death. If we discovered Christ, the righteousness, the grace and the judgment all dealt with and are given by Jesus. Jesus.